Okay guys, there's five minutes till service, so please come in, grab seats, grab a friend, make sure you have your notebook open or your notes, and just get ready to dive into the Word and worship with us tonight. Guys, if you haven't already found a seat, I suggest you grab a seat right now and then just get ready to dive in with us tonight. Let's go. 
What's up, Bridge Youth? How we doing? What up, what up? It's good to see you guys all again. We missed you last week, but it's good to see you guys again. Welcome back. My name's Isaiah. My name's Brooklyn. That's Brooklyn, yep. <laughs> and we're going to be your guys' service host for today. So to start us off, everyone take out your phones real quick. Everyone go ahead and take out your phones. Take out your phones. So while you're doing that, go to turn off AirDrop and follow us on social media. We got Instagram and we got TikTok. Our Instagram and TikTok is Bridge, Y-T-H underscore. So be sure to follow that right now if you aren't already. And guys, this Sunday is service takeover, so we'll be in main service at 11.30. I would love to see you guys there. Also, guys, some of you guys uh, I heard went to this was Summer Nights. We have another Summer Nights coming up. Last time, yeah, woo! <laughs> uh, last one was uh, Movie Night. We watched Super Mario Bros. And this next one is going to be a bonfire and burgers. So if you like bonfires or you like burgers, be sure to pull up. It'll be great. And the thing is, it's not just for you, too. It's for the whole church. So you bring your family, your friends, bring everyone. It's going to be August 4th at 6.30. So be sure to uh, pull through if you guys want to come to and that. guys, that Sunday after the bonfire, we are having baptisms. If you guys have had a public, if you guys want to make a public display of your inner transformations, go sign up or talk to your leader. We would love to have you. Also, you guys have any tithes or offerings? We have a bucket in the back right by the double doors where you guys can give online and just like bridge youth when you guys are giving. Our family time question today is... Oh, wait. Everyone stand up to your feet real quick. We our family time question. Stand, stand up to your up, feet. Stand, stand up to your up. feet. All right, Brooklyn, what is it? Family time question today is goldfish or Cheez-Its? Goldfish, goldfish or Cheez-Its? There's only goldfish one right answer.
right, all right. All right, so what's the consensus? Are we saying goldfish? And how many of y'all would say Cheez-Its? Hey, I gotta be real with you. Unless it is the pretzel goldfish, I'm picking goldfish every day. Like over any type of Cheez-Its, over, over any flavor, flavor blasted, whatever it may be, regular goldfish is, uh, is what I'll take any day. But Bridge Youth, how we doing tonight? Besides talking about goldfish and Cheez-Its. Hey, I'm super excited for tonight. We're going to do things a little bit differently tonight, and you're about to see why in a little bit. But what we're about to do is that we're about to get into our message. And I'm not going to say a whole lot right now within this time, but all I can say without a shadow of a doubt is this, is that somebody in here tonight, might be your first time, it might be, uh, you know, just your regular thing, a part of your regular weekly schedule to be here at Bridge Youth. Maybe you just came down from camp. Maybe you didn't go up to camp with us, but you still call Bridge Youth your home. All I have to say is this, is that tonight is for somebody. And the reason why you are here tonight is because God wants to speak to you. And God wants to do some things inside of your life tonight, whether you know it or not. And so all I can ask of you right now is that if you are willing, can we just, can we just make the decision right now to just say, God, whatever it is that you wanna do inside of my life, God, I, I, wanna, I want you to do that. God, whatever your will is tonight, whatever it is that you wanna say, whatever it is that you wanna do inside of my life tonight, God, make me ready to be able to receive what it is that you have for me tonight. Because truthfully, I believe that lives are gonna be transformed. I believe that things are gonna change inside of people's lives tonight. And all we have to do is just be ready and expectant for what it is that God wants to do inside of our lives tonight, amen? Hey, I'm going to be asking uh, one of our amazing students, Chaz, to get on up here. He's going to be praying for us right before we get into our message. Fire hands with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray over this entire night, Lord. I pray that there are no technical difficulties and everything goes smoothly. I pray that the SOM students deliver the greatest messages ever, Lord, and that each and every one of them resonates with all of these students here, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Hey, if you're ready for a good night, say yeah. Let's go. Hey guys, it's me again. <laughs> um, hey, in case we have not yet met, my name is Wyatt. I am uh, one of your leaders here at Bridge Youth. I'm also on staff as well here at the church. I help lead our young adults group. I help lead our uh, community care food distribution program. And 
I also have the amazing honor of leading our SOM, aka our School of Ministry internship here at the bridge. And like I said a few moments ago, tonight is going to be a little bit different. If you can tell, I got some people right behind me, and they're the reason why tonight is going to be different. Because I'm not bringing the message tonight. Pastor Corey's not bringing the message. Pastor Amber isn't bringing the message. Our SOM students, some of our School of Ministry students, are actually going to be bringing the message tonight. And if you were here a few weeks ago, we had uh, some of our first year school of ministry students bring the message. And essentially what they did was that they did like a speed round, a tag team round essentially of messages. So they all went back to back to back, one right after the other, each telling y'all essentially if they were in your position in high school and in middle school, uh, what is something that they would have wanted to know. And tonight where we are is that we are in week six. Someone say week six. Week of our series, Essentials. And tonight, what our SOM students are going to be talking about is that they're going to be talking about the essential of encountering God. And essentially what that means for us in our lives, why it's important, how can we do it, what that even means. And really tonight, like I said before, it's such an important night because I really do believe that tonight is the night for some people inside of the room. Because for some of you, when I say encounter God, you might already have an idea in regards to what that means. And one of the things that I think about when it comes to encountering God is the difference between an encounter and an experience. See, one of my favorite things to do is to go to concerts. Anybody else ever been to a concert? You love going to them. You love seeing your favorite band. Uh, for me, man, I was so stoked when I went to go see one of my bucket list artists, he who shall not be named anymore, uh, Mr. Kanye West. I went to go see him. Um, back in uh, 2021 in like December. And it was wild because he was doing a concert with Kanye, obviously himself, but also Drake as well. Drake, right? They were both doing a concert and a show together in LA. And it was amazing. And it was crazy to see this like arena. It was the Coliseum in LA where USC plays. And there's over like 92,000 people inside of this arena. And at any given point, everyone's singing every word. Everyone's singing every song. Everyone's rapping every single part. And it's so crazy to be within that moment, right? It was a great memory. It was a great experience. But at the end of it, here's what happened. I didn't get to go backstage and meet Kanye. I didn't get to go backstage and meet Drake. They never knew who I was. They never cared if I was there or not. See, that was a really cool experience, but it wasn't an encounter. I had a lot of great memories. I had a lot of cool moments. I had a lot of, you know, pictures and videos on my camera reel that I could post on Instagram or that I could talk about. But I didn't actually have an encounter with Kanye and with Drake. And no matter how big of an artist you get to go see, you will never have an encounter with them. But, someone say, but... God, the creator of the universe, the one who made your favorite artist, the one who knit together your favorite artist in their mother's womb, wants to have an encounter with you. The creator of the universe. And I think a lot of times what we think is that God is just some distant God and he's out there in the universe and he's doing his own thing and he could care less about me. But God is not just the God of out there, he's also the God of right here. And he knows your name. 
and he's a personal God and he wants to not only talk to you but he also wants to spend time with you and that's ultimately what an encounter is see if you're brand new to this space we believe here at Bridge Youth that the Bible is God's word and everything written in it even though there might be some confusing parts even though we might not understand every little bit in detail we believe that God's word is true we believe that God's word is relevant and we believe that everything written in the Bible happened that God came down onto earth in the form of Jesus to transform and to change our lives and when you read through the Bible you will realize that there are moments after moments encounters after encounters where somebody has an encounter with Jesus and their life has changed forever where just one word, just one moment, just one touch from God changed everything for them. That same God who said one word, who gave one touch, who had one moment with someone wants to have an encounter with you tonight. Yeah. Man, I'm, I'm sorry, SOM students, I feel like I'm preaching right now. But all I wanted to say is just for us to get the idea of what it means to actually encounter God and for us to set the stage so that when each student comes up and gives and gives a part of their testimony, gives a part of their message, talking about what an encounter of God actually looks like, we can understand, wow, the creator of all things, the 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 one who was there at the very beginning, the one, the one who was there when there was nothing, the one who was there from the beginning of time wants to have an encounter and wants to have a moment with me tonight. And so right now, all, all across this place, even, even before any of our SOM students get up and preach, what I just want to do is I just want to pray over us right now. I, I, I just really want us to set our hearts right on what it is that God wants to do inside of our lives tonight. And so can we just bow our heads, close our eyes one more time. God, we love you so much. We thank you, Lord, for this time. We thank you, Lord, for this moment. We thank you, God, for all that you want to do inside of this place tonight, Jesus. God, we give you this time. We give you this moment. God, all the burdens that we are holding on to, all the things that we had to go through tonight just to be able to get here, God. You know at the end of the day that we are supposed to be here. You knew, God, from the very, be from the very beginning of time, God, that you ordained each and every student, and each and every person to be inside of this room right here for such a time as this, God, to have an encounter with you. Jesus, we love you. We thank you, God, for this moment. We're so grateful for who you are. God, speak to us. Lord, I pray for each SOM student as they get up to preach, Lord. God, I just pray that your Holy Spirit would just work through them, God. That your wisdom, your strength, your joy, God, your grace would just work through them, God, to speak to each and every student tonight, Jesus. God, we love you, and we thank you, Lord, for who you are and what it is that you want to do inside of our lives tonight. God, we thank you for this moment. In Jesus' name, everybody can say amen. amen. Hey, this is my great friend Brooklyn. She's about to come up and kick off tonight. How are we doing tonight, guys? Good? So as Wyatt was saying, we are preaching on an encounter with God. The title of my sermon is called In the Simplicity. In the Simplicity. If you guys want to say simplicity, it's kind of a fun word to say. Say it to your neighbor. Simplicity. Simplicity. In the Simplicity, we're serving a man we're serving a man that has a plan. For the people think that God isn't listening to them, that you've been praying, you've been asking, allow the simplicity to flow through and the puzzle pieces to be picked up along the way. When I heard I was gonna be preaching this week on an encounter with God, 
we were sitting in our conference room and they were saying, yeah, like, you know, you, Brittany, David are going to go up and you're going to go up that week. And I was like, uh, after camp, after all these encounterments, like, what if I don't have an encounter with God? Like, what if I'm the one that doesn't? Little did I know that one of the last nights at camp, we had a late night worship set. And we were almost done, and I just felt so heavily. It's just like, go down to the ground, like just praise, be in silence, just hear, try to hear what God is saying. I'd been praying the entire week, like, God, please just send somebody to come pray over me, to come speak some truth, speak some life, like to give me a path and a direction. And I hadn't gotten it. And I wasn't discouraged. I just knew it wasn't what God had wanted yet. But so uh, during the worship night, I was, on, I was on my knees, arms wide open, eyes closed, like just literally so deep in like a meditative state, just praying and talking with God. I couldn't even tell you how long I was there. And there were so many people that came up to me and like were hugging and loving on me and praying for me. And I still couldn't get up yet and I still didn't feel fulfilled yet. It was like, Brooklyn, just stay here a little bit longer. Mind you, it's like midnight now. Everyone's going back to the cabins, you know, like I need to go check on my girls who I'm responsible for. I stand up and a Mr. Matt Dudley is standing right beside me. And I look at him, and in my heart, Matt Dudley is so special to me just with the encounters and conversations that I've talked with him about and the things that we've talked. And I stood up, and I looked at him, and he said, let me get it verbatim, guys, because I was pretty blown away. He said, you want to hear and know God's voice, go back to Scripture, Go back to scripture and you will learn God's voice. Don't lose the hunger and the fire you have for God. He told me that everyone sees and acknowledges the hunger, the fire that I have. Don't lose it. Keep going. Don't be discouraged. But go back to scripture. Go back to scripture, one of the key essentials that we have. It's a part of like, come on, like it's right here. It's a book. It's something that it gets looked over so easily because it's something that's so simple. But God is in the simplicity. A lot of the time we look over the the simplicity of it all, trying to find the bigger picture, trying to find the big finished puzzle. But the puzzle doesn't get just finished right away. You get pieces and you have to pick them up and you have to put them together. God gives us the puzzle pieces. And I was looking for God for an old encounter and just be like, God, and God was just going to give me this big old framed puzzle that was already done. He's, he was not going to do that. In Psalms 46.10, it says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still. The Hebrew term for be still is rapha which means to sink down, to let go, to refrain, to be quiet, to withdraw, to be feeble. Feeble is kind of a silly word, and I can acknowledge that it's a silly word. Why don't you all say feeble? Feeble. It's kind of fun. But the meaning of feeble means to lack physical and mental strength. 
Be still and remember who God is. Get on your hands, get on your knees, worship and acknowledge who he is. Put your hands out wide, open them. Nobody, who cares who's looking? This is an encounter with you and God. This is a moment with you and God. This is not a moment that some, somebody's gonna look at you and just say, what are they doing on the ground? Do you know how many looks I've gotten from being on the ground, just face down in the ground, just God, just worshiping, just praising him for who he is and what he's done? Don't be embarrassed because you are praising the creator. Be still and remember who God is. Be still and stop fearing. Be still and see what God is doing. Be still and acknowledge his greatness. The second part to that sentence in that verse is, and know that I am God. In my opinion, the key word in that is the and. And know that I am God. He doesn't say, but know that I am God. Because and has a validation it instills an invalidation that but can't. Because and, it's not a but, it's an and. And know God is who he said he is today, tomorrow, and forever. He is with, a, he is with us, giving us the puzzle pieces along the way. We just have to try a little bit. He doesn't ask a lot of us. Ask and pray and you'll receive. Whether they are big or small, big or small puzzle pieces, he's going to give them to us. Our encounters with God can be as just simple as being in prayer, reading our Bible. We all have phones, right? We all have phones. I mean, we are literally in this day and age. Everyone has a phone. Everyone has access to a computer if you don't have a phone. Some of you I know have a Bible. It's that easy. It's that simple. The simplicity is just going back to scripture, which we overlook because it sounds so simple. And why would we look for God in a word that he made that he said is active and living in the truth? Because it's so simple. And the simplicity know that God is the greatest thing, that he is the power over all things. Something we overlook because it's just a book, because, oh, God will just move because he has before. He will. But you have to go back to the simple things in life to the simple things that God gave us. Be still and remember who God is. I'm actually going to ask, I'm going to pause. I'm going to ask everybody to close their eyes. Be still and remember who God is. Be still and stop fearing. Be still and see what God is doing. Be still and acknowledge his greatness. Be still and know God is with you. You might be asking yourself right now, what are some ways in which I can be still in the Lord's voice? Go back to scripture. Go pray. Put down your phone. Close Snapchat. Close Instagram. Close TikTok. Open up your Bible app. And if you don't have it, download it. Everyone can open their eyes. I just wanted you guys to get a picture. It's so easy. It's hard in this time to be still to just refrain from things, to just stop, to just sit in silence, because who wants to be alone? Who wants to feel like they're not heard? Who wants to just sit quietly? Sometimes it's a really hard thing to do. But be still and know that God is God, that he is who he said he was, who he said he is. 
today, tomorrow, and forever. He's never going to change. He is all-powerful, all-knowing. He is the same he was always. And so the question I leave you guys sitting is what are some ways in which we can be still in the Lord's voice? Go back home. Reflect. It's nighttime. Think about it before you go to bed, when you wake up in the morning. How are you going to be still in the Lord's presence? Thanks, guys. Can we just give it up for Brooklyn? Wasn't that such a great message? So... For those of you who don't know me, my name is David, and I'm an SOM or School of Ministry student here. And I would just like to thank Pastor Corey and Pastor Amber for the opportunity that I have to speak with you guys. Um, and can we just acknowledge that we have the best youth pastors in the entire world? So, starting off, I have a question for you guys. Have you ever heard growing up, like, from your parents or maybe a teacher, sit up straight or fix your posture? Like, have you ever wondered why? For me, like, I grew up and I didn't really know why, but I did some research and I found out that they told us that because when you fix your posture, it doesn't just help with your physical body, but it also helps your overall health. Did you know that when you fix your posture, it increases your energy, but also what it does is you'll have a boost in your confidence because you're standing up taller. Well, you guys, you guys would stand up taller, but like, this is, this is as tall as I get. Like, this is it. So like, that's it. And I know you're probably confused why I'm talking about our posture. The reason why is because our physical posture isn't the only thing that matters. Our spiritual posture matters as well. Which which leads me to the title of my message, which is Posture into His Presence. And I feel like it's so important to fix our posture, not just physically, but spiritually. You see, with camp last week, I realized... As I've been here at the bridge, part of the youth group, I've been able to have the opportunity to go up to camp every single year, whether I was a student or a leader. And every year, I got to have encounters with God like never before. Camp was where I got called into ministry. And let me tell you, every single year is where I got to see God move. But for the first couple years of camp, what I noticed was I would go down the mountain and I would live off of the excitement and the fire that camp gave me. And I would just wait for the next big event, expecting God to move in the next big event. But until then, I would not expect encounters with God. I only looked at God as a mountaintop God. I looked at him as if the only place that I could have encounters with him was on the mountaintop. But then I remembered that Jesus, he paid the price so that I didn't just have to have an encounter on the mountaintop. I could have encounters whether I was at camp or in my bedroom with the door closed. And let me tell you, it was then that I started to posture myself with an expectancy to see God 
move in my everyday life. Whether it was, whether I was having a good day or a bad day, I learned to posture myself with an expectancy to encounter God. And you know the easiest way that I learned to encounter God? It was through worship. You see, I looked at moments as worship as times that I could encounter God. And yet, I would go into worship thinking like that God was going to move rather than, oh, God's not moving here because I'm not up at camp. And I, I don't know who all went up to camp, but I, I'm telling you, if you didn't, don't exclude yourself from an encounter with God tonight. Because God really does seek an encounter with you. Like Wyatt was mentioning, he's not a God that's distant. He's not a God that's far from us. He's a God that wants us to be near him. But if we're going to have an encounter with him, we have to posture ourselves in a way that says, God, I want an encounter with you. You see, James 4.8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. So we know that God is a relational God. He's a God that seeks encounters with you. But how do we posture ourselves? How do we go about our daily lives? Do we only look at God as this distant, far being that doesn't care about our daily lives? Let me tell you. I, just like you guys sitting uh, right now, I was called into ministry in a chair up at camp. But... Do you know the most important parts of my life? The most important encounters that I had with God? It was when, instead of just sitting in a chair, I decided to worship God down on my knees and say, God, I surrender everything to you. And that's when I encountered God. Yes, I was called into ministry in a chair like you guys right now, but it's on my knees that I found deliverance. It was on my knees that I found freedom. And let me tell you, when you can learn to posture yourself in a way that says, God, I am expecting you to move, he will show up. Deuteronomy 4.29 says that you will find God if you seek him with all your heart and all your soul. So... Posturing yourself, it isn't just about having a physical posture. But where's your heart? Do you worship God with everything that you have? Do you look at God to be the creator of the universe, the God that wants an encounter with you? Because let me tell you, when you can have an expectancy that God's going to show up in your life, he does. He is a faithful God that seeks relationship with you. And, you know... Tonight, we're going to have some opportunities to encounter him through worship. And maybe you're here tonight, and I challenge you. You've never actually sat there and got on your knees to worship God, but you feel like God is telling you to do that tonight. I encourage you, please do it. Because when you end up shifting your heart, if when you end up changing not just your physical posture, but your heart posture towards God, you'll encounter him in an amazing way. And another way that I realize that we encounter God is when we're worshiping, maybe you need to raise your hands. And maybe you're here and you don't know why you see people at worship raising their hands. The reason why is you're saying, God, I give you everything. 
God, everything in my life is yours. You stop focusing on your circumstances, and instead, you focus on the encounter that you're having with Jesus. And maybe you're here, and you see people during worship, and they do this. And you still have no idea why this, uh, they do this either. The reason that as we, worship, as we worship, we do this is because we're saying, God, I need to receive from you tonight. Let me tell you, when you posture yourself in any of those ways, God shows up. And it's been in worship that I've seen my life change in miraculous ways. So like I said, I challenge you tonight. What do you need to do tonight to posture yourself to expect from God? Start praying about that now. What do you need to do tonight during worship? When you get home, maybe you need to go to your room and you just need to close the door and have an encounter with God. I urge you, do it. God will show up. Like I said, Deuteronomy 4.29 says, you will find the Lord if you seek him with all your heart and all your soul. Thank you. How am I going to top that message? I mean, come on, you guys just literally killed it. All righty. How are you guys? My name's Brittany. For those of you who don't know me, you're, you're about to know me real quick, let me tell you. Um, part of what I'm going to speak about tonight is a little bit of my testimony before I came into Christianity and what that looks like. But before we do that, everyone just get up, get up from your chairs, get up, get up, get up, and shake it out with me. Also, I heard in class that if you shake out like a dog, that's the real way you release stress. My teacher literally said, she's like, shake it like a dog. And she like practices mindfulness. So just shake it like a dog. Alrighty. Alrighty. That felt really good. I needed that because my hands are a little sweaty right now. I'm not going to lie. Anyway. Um, so my message title is Encountering Him. Encountering Him. You guys can take notes if you want to. You don't have to. Um, I really encourage you to because it's very important. Um, you get what you write down and what you listen to is what you get from this and what you put in is what you get out. So let's start off with the messy parts of my story. Messy part one. I'm working at a yogurt shop. I'm a manager there and I meet some guy. Someone say, uh-oh. Ooh. Okay, so I've never dated anybody. I still haven't dated anyone, but he was the closest that I got to a relationship. So that's kind of where we're headed with this, okay? Uh, messy part one, I met him. Messy part two, he was dating someone that already worked there. Messy part three, her and I became good friends. <laughs> so her and I were good friends, and then all of a sudden, I see that their relationship's kind of rocky. I try not to get involved. I'm like, this isn't my business. Like, bro, I don't, I don't want to be a part of this right now. But then he became a smooth talker. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? You know those guys that are just like, so, um, hey, my name's, you know, uh, I'm going to call him Bob for the sake of this, Okay. So Bob, not Bob the Builder, bro, that guy would have been a better man. I'm just telling you. Um, <laughs> this guy was not a builder. He was a wrecker, let me tell you. Anyway, um, so Bob kind of came in smooth talking, was very charming. I kind of fell for it. You already know that part. Um, I kind of felt for his charm. And so I kind of broke the relationship between me and my friend. I'm going to call her Lisa. Bob and Lisa, you know, typical math problem names. Um, so... 
I became friends with Lisa, and then I broke that off because I chose to start talking to this guy. And the thing about this is that it all happened kind of during COVID. So we weren't officially shut down yet. I was still working. I saw both of them. It was awkward. But at the same time, I was like, well, I feel loved. I feel like this guy likes me. I feel like I'm liked for the first time. So I kind of just went for whatever I thought would work, right? Because we accept the love we think we deserve, right? Yeah, yeah, that's That's what I thought. So... I started kind of hanging out with him. He started planning a lot of dates, and there was this place we went to in L.A. that was really cool. Like, I still remember it. It was awesome. Um, it's like you have, like, this little, like, restaurant garden date. Like, you walk into this little, like, plant garden house thing. It was so cute. I don't know. It's one of those places you see on TikTok that you're like, this is a real place? Like, he took me to that. We planned, he planned so many dates. Very charming. We stayed up to, like, 4 a.m. talking. All that kind of, all that kind of relationship stuff. But, like, it wasn't a relationship. You know what I mean? And I totally settled for the, like, sure, let me take the crumbs that you're offering. I'll take it. Um, that's all before the Lord, right? So at this time, I'm not going to go into all of my testimony. But at this time, I was also practicing um, divination. For any of you who don't know that, it's New Age spirituality stuff. Um, I would love to go into all of those parts of my testimony. If you want to personally sit down with me and talk about it, we can. But for the sake of timing, I will just kind of get to it. At this time, I downloaded TikTok as well because I'm like, you know what? What am I going to do during COVID? I was one of those people who refused at all costs to download TikTok, and then I did it because I was just so bored. Um, but one of the things I used to watch on there was like how to do readings and your soulmate this, your soulmate that. And I was like, bro, my soulmate's in love with me? No way. Turns out this guy was not in love. He didn't even like me. He literally ghosted me, and that hurt so freaking bad, bro, like. For someone to have not been in a relationship or anything, like, when someone ghosts you, it's just mean. Like, just, I mean, come on now. Like, it's just mean. And then, messy moment, I think six, right? I think this is where we're at. I find out that this man ghosts me, and then he starts talking to his ex-girlfriend again. Boo. Lame. Lame, lame, lame. The girl was like, I don't even like him. And then she's all like, I don't know. I don't know what she needed, but whatever. Anyway, so Lisa and Bob got back together. I was kind of crushed. I still had to go to work at this time. We still hadn't closed at this point. It wasn't, like, super, super bad with COVID yet. So then at this point, him and I, like, were not talking. I was ignoring him because he was just being a jerk. Um, but then turns out she leaves him again. And then I get a call one night. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? You know what call I'm talking about. I get the call that says, yo, Brittany, let's talk. Oh, and I was like, oh, but you hurt me. And then he was like, but oh, I'm sorry that I hurt you. I didn't mean it. And then guess what? I started going out with him again. <laughs> what do you do when you're not a Christian and don't feel loved by God? You go to people who you think will offer you love. Come on now. So I went to him and... Um, Messy part seven. Things were going great for a couple months, right? My friend sends me a screenshot of him on Tinder. So then I find the man on Tinder, and I was pissed. I was peeved, bro. I was like, this is it. I'm done. And then, like, typical, like, heartbreak story thing. I literally watch movies, like, for the next two weeks all about love and heartbreak and me crying. I literally have a picture on my phone from, like, two years ago when I was sobbing, bro. My eyes were hurting. Anyway, so that's when that really ended. But remember how I told you guys I was on TikTok and how the algorithm was spirituality, divination, soulmate stuff, whatever. Some of that stuff with the hashtag showed videos of Jesus on there, right, and Christianity. And I remember looking at those videos at the time, and I was like, hmm, I grew up Catholic. I know about Jesus. Um, but I was like, eh, I don't really care. I mean, this is just like sappy stuff. It's a video of a guy just sitting there. Jesus loves you, bro. Like, and he's just out crying, and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I believe that. 
Um, so for like a couple weeks, I remember seeing those videos and after this heartbreak, I, I was like left feeling really empty and hurt and I felt like at that moment, I kind of hit rock bottom and I was like, you know what, like I was reflecting a bit more when I started seeing those videos. I was like, wow, these people talk about some guy who like really loves them and like Jesus really like did something for their life, I'm assuming. At this time, guys, I was like 20. So I was like a little older than you guys and I was still having those moments of like, wait, you know what, like I think I remember what it was like to feel loved by God. Like I grew up Catholic, I didn't read the word or anything like that, but I did understand that God loved me. At such a young age, it's like somehow I just knew like, okay, God loves me. Like, okay, like, what do I need to do to get back to this? So then I remember one night after a couple weeks of just seeing those videos on end, never took it serious. I was one of those girls who was like, the Bible's made by a bunch of men. It's just fake. Like, blah, blah, blah. I just, I don't even know why we get there, guys. Let's just not get, let's avoid that step before you get into Christianity. Just avoid the, it's a man-made, just please avoid it that it's a man-made thing. Like, come on, it's just, yeah. Um, so I remember one time I was sitting in my room and I was like crying and sobbing this whole night. And I remember thinking, you know what? I should just pray to God. Like, let me just do this. I don't know what this really looks like. I haven't done it in years. I haven't really been a part of anything in the church or I haven't really done that since I was really, really young. So I remember sitting there and I was like, you know what, God, all these people talk about you on TikTok and they love you and they evangelize about you and stuff. And like, I think it's cool, but quite frankly, I honestly don't feel that way about you right now. Like, I don't care. I don't care to live a life that pleases you. I don't care to stop sin. I don't really care. Like, I just, I just don't really, like, I was being honest. I was laying it out right there in that moment. But one thing I did say was, God, if you can help me care about this, then I want what's right. Because the thing is, we all know, we all know that following Christianity is a right thing to do. There's good instructions in the Bible that help you live a godly, good life, that avoid trouble, that avoid stress, depression, anxiety. And the thing is, it's all about a willing heart to want to, to do that. So that's what I did in that night is like, God, like, please help me care. So God turned my messy moments into moments with him that involved change in my heart. See, like, I started to fully surrender to God. When I did that, God answered that prayer weeks later. Because I started to have this investment in reading the Bible. I started to have this investment in wanting to go to church all of a sudden. And then all, like, I just wanted to get baptized months after that. I literally read the New Testament within five months. And I was like, girl, I was the one kid who was not smart in school. Like, I could not read anything. I couldn't even write stuff. I was just terrible in school. And somehow I read the whole entire New Testament in like five months. And the Lord really did that. It wasn't me. It was all him. So let me tell you guys something. God has good plans when you're willing to surrender to him. He has good plans for you. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not harm you, to give you hope and a future. Everyone knows this verse because we've heard it, but I'm going to have you guys repeat it right after me. Hold on. All right, repeat this after me. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. You see, guys, when you're willing to go in that place and surrender to the Lord, he will give you a future and a hope. It just takes a willing heart. He don't care about all the fluff. You don't have to come to him and be like, well, God, I stopped sinning and I'm gonna stop sinning for the rest of my life. Guess what? That's not gonna happen. You're gonna fall into sin eventually. But the whole point is that you come to the Lord with an intentional heart. You come and you repent before him. You don't have to do any fancy thing. You don't have to say any fancy words. 
But let me tell you guys that following God is the best decision I've ever made in my life. And dude, I know you hear this all the time. Like some of y'all are probably like, dude, I really don't care. Like, cause dude, I, I was you at 20 years old. I didn't care when people would tell me that they're Christian and they did all this church stuff. I'm like, good for you, that's not me. But listen, it's literally the best decision ever that I'm involved in the school of ministry here. I pay to come here to this school and learn. I literally come here. I'm, I'm choosing a job that in the future when I'm a pastor doesn't pay much. It takes a lot of emotional investment. It takes a lot of time. And I'm doing that all for what? You think just because I'm a Christian that I'm going to go and do all that? I'm not telling you you have to do all that stuff. But like, look, it's serious when I tell you that it's like amazing. It's changed my life in so many amazing, amazing ways. God's healed. God's done so many amazing things. So I have a challenge for you guys. Some of you in this room are going to go home tonight. And you're going to go into your room and pray that prayer. God, I obviously don't live for you right now but if you could help change that in me, that would be awesome. Please do that. There's two moments happening right now. One moment is gonna happen in the future tonight. But then there's another moment where one of you guys heard one of these stories and it reached your heart tonight. And you don't wanna wait a second longer. You wanna come to the Lord now. You wanna receive the Lord now. So I'm gonna give you guys that opportunity to do that. But don't feel you have to. Maybe tonight's your moment when you go home. And you're in your room and you're honest with God. Maybe that's your moment. But tonight, I'm going to give you this moment right now if you're ready for that. I want to lead you guys into a prayer. But before I do, I just want to say, I want to finish it off with, the Bible says in James 4, 8, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Just know that this is all a choice that you guys get to make. No one gets to make it for you. But I promise you, you won't regret it when you do. All right, I'm going to lead you guys in a prayer. Everyone, go ahead and close your eyes, bow your heads. If this moment is for you, I want you guys to just pray this out and feel it with me. I'm gonna ask you guys in a moment to lift your hands if you wanna give your life to Christ right now. This is an action that you're doing outwardly. You're expressing what's inwardly in your heart right now. And I want you to demonstrate that by raising your hands. Nobody looking at anyone. I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand if you wanna give your life to Christ. In three, two, one. Raise your hands. Wow. So beautiful, so beautiful, so many hands. Alrighty, I'm gonna lead you guys into prayer right now. Go ahead and repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner, but you are a savior. Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins and you rose from the dead. So tonight, I give you my heart. I give you my mind. I give you all that I am. Thank you for receiving me. Help me walk this out tonight, Lord love you. In Jesus' name. Congratulations, guys. Everyone, clap your hands for everyone who gave their life to Christ. It's amazing, guys. Thank you. Hey, can we make some noise for our SOM students who just preached right now? Hey, I really feel like, again, what I said at the very beginning, now you know what I mean, that tonight was for some people. Because maybe you were in this room and you heard Brooklyn talk about being still and knowing who God is. Maybe you heard David and you thought about posturing yourself. And, and maybe even before you came into this, you didn't even think about that. But just that phrase alone or just that idea alone hits you so hard right into your heart. And you knew that you needed to hear that. Maybe it was Brittany who, who was so real with us and who was talking about a moment that she had inside of her bedroom, just praying to God and pouring out to him and ultimately him showing up within that moment. Tonight, what I wanna do is that I want us to have those moments. I want us to have those stories and those encounters 
tonight. I know that, I know that when, when we talk about these things, yes, God can meet us anywhere, but I, I believe that God wants to meet us right here, right now. Like God can meet you when you get home. God can meet you tomorrow when you're, when you're chilling at your house, but God also wants to encounter you right now. So let's do this. All, all across this room, can we just all stand up? Just come up to the very front. We're about to jump into a time of worship right now. Come up to the front. Don't distract anybody. And really what I want us to do is that I just want us to respond to the message that we, that we had tonight about encountering God. And all that I want us to do as people are coming up is that I just want us to think right now. What is it that I can do right now in this moment to have an encounter with God? Maybe you have to be still and just listen to God. Maybe you have to be still and just, and just think about who God is. Think about the things that God has done inside of your life. Maybe you're in this moment right now and you're like, you know what, I've, I've never lifted my hands during worship and if I have, it's because I've seen other people do it and I've never actually done it within my own heart. Maybe that's your response tonight is just lifting up your hands in worship saying, God, do what only you could do. Maybe for some of you, you have never gotten down on your knees and just surrendered to God and just said, God, I cannot do this anymore. Whatever sort of burdens, whatever sort of heaviness is on your life, God, I, I give this all to you. Maybe that's your response tonight. Or maybe you've never actually prayed to God. Maybe the only prayers that you had are, are all just repeated prayers and, 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 and maybe you've actually never had like a, an actual conversation or actual prayer to God. And maybe that's your response tonight. Whatever it is tonight, I just want to open up this place as we jump into worship for us to have a true encounter with God. Because the stage is set. We've heard the message. We know that God is here. We know that his presence is here, but it's ultimately up to us to make that decision to dive into his presence and say, God, do what only you could do inside of this moment. Right now, can we just all, one more time, just close our eyes and maybe if you're in this room and you've never done this before, maybe just lift up our hands right now as a sign of saying, God, I give it all to you. God, do what only you can do. God, I pray that your peace would just be over us right now. God, I pray that your stillness would be over us. God, as we, as we get into worship and as we sing these songs, maybe we've never actually sang before from our own hearts. God, as we sing these songs in your presence, as we worship you, as we edify you, as we glorify you, Lord, I just pray, God, that your presence would sweep over us, Lord. I pray, God, that your, that your voice would just speak to us tonight, God, that your still, soft, gentle whisper, Lord, would just pierce through the, through the distractions, God, inside of our lives would pierce through the cloud of things swirling our mind right now, God, and we would just be able to have an encounter with you tonight, Jesus. God, have your way inside of this place, God. Lord, I pray that we would have hearts that are open to you, Jesus. God, I pray that we would have students who would open up to you and tell them about what it is that they've been going through, God that they would be able to encounter you tonight, Lord, in a personal and in a new way, Jesus. Lord, I pray that students would be able to know who you are, God, would be able to feel your presence, Lord, and know that you are real and know that you are true and that they would be able to hear from you tonight, Jesus. God, we give you this moment. We give you this time. And God, we ask that you would just have your way inside of this place. In Jesus' name.
Bridges. I know we've been talking about camp a lot tonight. Can I just see a show of hands? Who went to camp that's in this room right now? All right, my people, my people. Guys, scoot in. We got a ton of room up here. Come on, come on, scoot in. Scoot in for worship. Scoot in all up here. Come on. Uh, we're going to introduce a new song right now. It's called Son of Suffering. And so my people at camp are going to know this one. I'm going to need your guys' help tonight with this one. Um, but... When we were at camp, something that I was reminded of during worship and during this song is that there is so much power when we sing the story of Jesus's life. There's so much power when we sing the gospel, when we put music and words to the gospel. There's power when a room of people is singing the story of Jesus. And that's kind of what this song talks about. We know that Jesus, our savior, hung on a cross for our sins. He suffered, he knows what pain is. He knows what it feels like when we go through pain, when we go through trials, because he already walked through it before we even had to. He walked for it through us already. So tonight I just wanna challenge you guys. We're gonna sing this song about all of the things that Jesus had to go through, that he helps us through now, that his suffering and his pain is our freedom and it's our healing. So as we sing this song now, I want you guys to just wrap your hearts around these words. Here we go. Oh, the perfect Son of God in all His innocence you're walking in the dirt with you and me. He knows what living is. He's acquainted with our grief. A man of sorrow, son of suffering. Come on, sing this out. Oh, blood and tears, how can 
cross every voice because your cross my freedom your stripes my healing all praise King Z
sing blood and tears right here. presence in this place tonight, God. We acknowledge the ways that you've moved in our lives, the ways that you have in the past and the ways that you're presently moving, God, in our hearts right now and how you will in the future, Jesus. We thank you for the sacrifice that you made coming to earth, dying on a cross for our sins, God. We don't take that gift lightly. God, you were full payment for our sins, Jesus, and we thank you for the perfect sacrifice, the perfect gift that you were for us, God. We thank you and we praise you for who you are, and we pray all these things in your name. Amen. Bridget, can we lift up a shout of praise to our God tonight? All right, all right, all right. 
We're not done yet. Can we give it up for our SOM students who preached amazing messages tonight? Good job, you guys. It was so incredible. All right, Bridge Youth, we've had such an amazing night with you guys, but we're not done yet. We have one more song. Where are my people at that were at camp again? Raise your hands. Okay, I'm gonna really need your help with this next song. I'm gonna teach you one part that they didn't do at camp, but our pre-chorus says, um, oh gosh, I'm forgetting my lyrics, oh no! What is it? Okay, it says, one thing is true, I was made to love you. When we sing, I was made to love you, throw up a heart. Throw up a heart, throw up a heart, everybody, throw up a heart. Throw up a heart. All right, I wanna see all of those hearts when we sing this song. All right, Jake, let's go. All right, every voice. Cause all my friends just wanna be famous, living life with a lot of time wasted. I choose you, you're what's missing. I choose you, now I'm different. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. You guys gotta clap on beat. You guys gotta clap on beat or you're gonna mess Sam up. Jake, let's try this one more time. Okay, no clapping, no clapping. Here we go. Cause all my friends just wanna be famous, living life with a lot of time wasted. I choose you, you what's missing. I choose you. Now I'm different, everyone is saying I'm crazy, good thing they're not God who made me So let them talk, it don't faze me I'm gonna give you all my praises It's different now, I see you love, see it all around And I'm just gonna keep it down
Kardashian, we love you guys.